You're listening to Rock, Pop, and Roll. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. Holy cow. On this episode of, uh, of Rock, Pop, and Roll, welcome to Rock, Pop, and Roll, by the way. Dig into the oddity that is truth and salvage company there's a story there's many stories but they've got an album that they put out 2022 that was a new album but an old album we're going to talk about it and listen to a lot of it on rock pop and roll the podcast there's a distance it's come between us So the band is called Truth and Salvage Company, and they're they're together and they're and they're not together. Complicated story. But they were they were they are were. <laughs> it's tough to, to know how to talk about them. Uh, a great band. And late in 2022, the band came back. See, they had they had gone away after their second album. And that's that's what this podcast is about. Rock, pop and roll. I'm Rob. Welcome to it. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, when we drop new episodes, turning it up just a little bit. I appreciate it. Thanks. Um, Truth and Salvage Company went away after their second album. but They came back in 2022, found the right way to revisit a career that had sputtered. Eventually, they splittered in a way that seemed to disappoint everybody band members fans so here's where i'm going to start the band released their second record called pick me up in july of 2013 so 10 essentially 10 years ago that album pick me up i heard it when it was you know pre-release somehow i got a copy of it i had talked to tim jones who's, who's one of the singers and guitar players in the band i think he gave me access to some tracks and it was good, and I listened to it, but it wasn't great. This was back in your love, as it was originally done back in 2013. And we're going to talk about why this album didn't work and why the new one really, really does. So it's a band that formed in 2005. There were there was two other bands, Scrappy Hamilton, and a band that I'm from Indiana, so I'd heard of a band called Old Pike, kind of Bloomington based. Those two bands were performing in, in Los Angeles, and they came together, began performing together as Truth and Salvage Company. In 2009, Black Crow's lead singer Chris Robinson signed the group to his label, and he gave them an, an opening slot on, their, uh, on his tour that year. The band, Truth and Salvage Company, released their debut album, which was produced by Chris Robinson back in 2010. Guitars, organ, harmony... It was it was it was really really good. I was writing at the time. I was writing for Nouveau Magazine, the late great, but still kind of around online, 
but in the heyday, Nouveau Magazine in Indianapolis was an alternative newsweekly that was really, really well done. And I was writing for them. And they said, hey, Rob, there's this band, Truth and Salvage Company. I think you'll like them. You want to interview them? I said, sure. Keep in the morning, a call back. This is off their uh, their debut album called Callback. I got an empty feeling inside. You won't be calling me back home to you tonight. And uh, you can hear in there the echoes of of so many great bands. You know. Memphis Booker T. Soul in there. The the album captured words, the heart, the intelligence of uh, of a band uh, that had you know Midwest rock guitars, some West Coast Eagles harmonies, some East Coast energy minus the attitude, and, and they had and they had joy, they had a lot of joy in those tracks. This is a, uh, old piano off that. So it's fair to say the guys in Truth and Salvage Company, I think, play gospel music. And can a band play gospel music and play rock and roll? I, I think they're intertwined. Ask Jerry Lee Lewis, man. So, uh, you know, it's a band that played rock and roll with such a passion and an, and what I call an arms around each other attitude. Just like they loved it. It's a high compliment, I think. I want to take you back to, to, to a little bit of what I felt when I saw them live for the first time. And then we're going to play some tracks from this uh, new album, 2022 album, Adam's Form, which was a re-recording of the 2013 album, Pick Me Up, and you're like, well, uh, re-recording? Why are we re-recording something? Just put something new out. Well, they're not really together, but they had these they had these tracks, and they went in and they made sure that they were like they wanted, wanted it to be, and they released Adam's Form, and uh, really, really good. Um, I saw them back in Indianapolis in what, 2009, 2000. 10 their first tour they played a little dive bar kind of dive bar birdies uh in indianapolis booked a lot of great bands um but you just went in you drank some cocktails you watched the band you you took off it wasn't it, it was a music venue and saw them there and they dove into the tracks from their debut album handful of covers they were trading lead vocals harmonizing like some mutant 60s street corner doo-wop folk rock band Tim Jones, uh, as I mentioned and will mention, from Indianapolis. Scott Kennebrew, guitar player. It's just all of them. good guys who I'd later just kind of follow as their as, as their career went and went away. So this they I saw them live, spectacular, great, great. Uh, you know, ninety minutes played uh, played that whole first album, played the shape I'm in from the band, uh, just really good. So then in February 2012, the band got together, went in, recorded the album, management, the label, they rejected the record. The band had to eventually take not one, but two more shots at recording an album. Jones, Tim Jones, said, not to me, but this was a, a quote I found, they wanted us 
to be the Black Crows meets the band, meets the Lumineers, which he says sounds awesome. We weren't there. That album wasn't bad, but it just, it just wasn't magic. So after touring behind the album for a couple of years, they, they, they split up. And then in 2022, they shared that album that they wanted to actually release, the album called Adam's Form. To me, it's like, it's like a Skinnered, petty, Neil Young gospel rock and roll album. And some of that Springsteen cinematic sweep to it, not that different than the best traits of a band like The Killers and Themic, and a feeling that there's this, this music is something real in the sound and in the words and in the way the chords change. This is the title track. And and did I say that there's a uh, quite a bit of a Neil Young influence? That's what I hear in a song like Charm City, Neil Young and Crazy Horse. I think this is the sophomore album this band deserved. Closest to the best sound that they ever got on record. Produced like a 70s band should have been recorded. Tell me that's not crazy horse-ish. Oh. It's Rock, Pop, and Roll. I'm Rob as we're going through Truth and Salvage Company. It's a band I ran into in the 2000s. And, you know, we normally we talk a lot about music from the 1980s and why it's great in songs and it's forgotten songs and live music and things you should know and hidden pieces of of that great decade but for all of us who came through the music of the 1980s there's um i i don't know there's just something that you look for in, in music that I've looked for since then, does it does it feel a certain way? Because, you know, I'm listening in the 80s, and we're listening to Neil Young. Neil Young's the 80s output. <laughs> but we're listening, you know, we're listening to classic artists, Clapton and Springsteen and, and uh, whoever they might be, Tom Petty. And so it wasn't all this, when you say 80s music, it wasn't all like Madonna um, dance. There was... Uh, you know 81 82 83 84 and 85 it was man that was about the best time for radio rock and roll if you want to hear a rock tune you know a brian adams song on the radio you heard a bunch of them uh and and that's uh, that's kind of what you heard and so once you go through that that period that i went through just kind of explaining why we're doing what we're doing maybe right 2009 was the first time i saw this band that's far away from the 1980s but it's not Man, I love the harmonies of that band, the hopefulness and the melancholy. Tim Jones was in uh, an Indianapolis band called Chevy Downs. He was in Old Pike. He was in, uh, recently, Whiskey Wolves of the West, a great little duo that he had put together. In this album, 
I like the guitars driven hard. The drums, they're snapping, they're cracking with a, you know, it's kind of a cocktail of like 60 stacks groove and Levon Helm, but mix of that soul music, soul and gospel music. I keep coming back to, to, to those kind of terms. And that's, that's what the band was to me. I'm thankful bands like this existed, exist. The sound they make, especially live of having fun, playing loud and, cool influences make their musical stew so appealing and they were good at what they do you should check out go wherever you get your music you know spotify or apple music and and look up truth and salvage company good at what they do which is revive the sound and spirit of rock and roll that could be swampy could be an anthem could be a little bit rural from nowhere and everywhere at the same time say it with me American rock and roll. Something different about you. Don't ask me to try and explain it. Whatever you do, just keep on doing. So the album is uh, an album that set around for 10 years, very nearly 10 years. Turned out to be the version that they should have released all along. Instead, it, it it didn't get released. It wasn't released for whatever reason. And was probably part of the reason that, that the band broke up. They couldn't keep moving forward for, for whatever reason. A couple of songs they did not redo from that first album that, gosh, that I do like uh, a lot. Joe South tune. Games People Play was on that original. Talking about you and me and the games people play. Also on that first album, or that second album, actually, the first version of of this album was the title track, Pick Me Up, that they uh, chose not to re-record as the great, um, I love the Bob Dylan, like a Rolling Stones sounding Hammond B3 in this. Take a listen to Truth and Salvage Company on rock, pop, and roll. And uh, an edition of the podcast, much like we did with um, Pat Todd a few episodes ago, looking at a band that somehow somebody might have missed. This is what I didn't miss. This is one I was on because, like I said, I was writing for Nouveau. They, they, um, told me about him early, had me interview Tim, talked to them a few times, saw the uh, saw the band. Did I see him three times? So I'm at Bird. Yes, I did. I saw him at Birdie, saw it at a, play, a little place called Radio Radio um, here in Indianapolis. is a little bar, you know, 300 people. Um, and then saw them open for the Avid Brothers outdoors at, uh, I think it's White River State Park, five, 7,000 people. Probably seated there back when I saw them uh, open up, went backstage, talked, 
didn't talk my way. Saw one of the band members said, "Hey, is, is, is Tim back there? You got you know, right for Nuvo." And yeah, come on back, Rob. So I went on back, hung, hung with backstage, watched the Avid Brothers from backstage. Avid Brothers, unbelievable, unbelievable, still unbelievable, as uh, amazing. You got to see the Avid Brothers, and uh, they were they were hot that night. But hung hung with the band. Talked to, to to Tim one more time as he was recording this album. He sent me some the the pick me up album. Sent me the tracks, and that's how I kind of listened to it. And then it didn't dig into my gut, my soul. It's always been around, but it's not one that I go back to. I still have. I, you can still listen to it on Spotify. That second album, but this third album rewinds back to their country roots rock and roll very nicely. You know, you talk about names like. Jason Isbell, Sturgill Simpson, Lucinda Williams, Ray Wiley Hubbard. You know, that's kind of where they live to me in 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 with the in that neighborhood. Rewinds back to the frame of those sounds, the the way that they make the picture fit into that frame, their picture. This record, they experiment with sounding a little tilted, wind up finding a record that has sweeping majesty, I believe. Really. This album, if they, if they don't do anything else and this is it, and this is the what they wanted to release, this is the best work that they've done. Maybe it was meant to wait until right now. Maybe we're in a time of music when a, a record is out as it should be. Stumbling out a door wearing sunglasses, full of a little weird, wild, wicked, majestic, beautiful, Petty like power. It's what you said late last night as you caught your flight. An album that has a little Almond Brothers grind, a little Skinner don't mess with me, sass. That's this album. The band reunited. They did two nights in October of 2022 at the House of Blues in in New Orleans. Jones says, hey, we are definitely a rock and roll band, but we love country music. It's the same with the Avid Brothers, he says. They're crossing over to the huge amount of country people. There are, he says, there is a part of the Nashville community that is resistant to that. Tim says, I'd love to be the band that people who love Dave Matthews and love Vampire Weekend can love us too. So check out that album, Truth and Salvage Company. That's all you got to look up. Just look it up. They're still active on social media as themselves. They've got some occasional updates. And, uh, man, I miss miss them. I do. But the music's there. It's great about music. Rock, pop, and roll the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Find all the old episodes at rockpopandroll.com. Stay with us. We've got a couple of uh, last things that, uh, one last fact that I want to lay on you. And I also want to uh, go back one more time here to the sound of hope from their debut record. The gospel sound of Truth and Salvage. Gospel to me, man. It's Sam and Dave and it's Aretha. 
It's Hammond B3 organ with Stevie Winwood's fingers. And by drawing on American music traditions from Memphis, New Orleans, the rural South, the heartland, Truth and Salvage Company created uplifting, pounding, loose, build and release rock and roll. And to me, that's always been gospel music. All right, we got time for one last fact. Yes, we do. Thanks again for listening to Rock, Pop, and Roll. Rock, Pop, and Roll. Did I say that correctly? The podcast. We're up somewhere into the uh, how many episodes have we done? Uh, almost forty. Thanks for being patient when it takes me uh, uh, more than a week or two to to get the new episode there for you. I'm always thinking about it. I'm always writing. I've got stuff. I've got stuff. It's just, you got to sit down. You got to put it together. You got to record it. You got to edit it, put it. It's not, you know, it's fun, uh, but uh, sometimes it ain't easy, but it's always fun. Tim Jones from Indiana. Chevy Downs was the Indianapolis band. The great, the great John Byrne played in that band as well. Old Pike was his band that, uh, that I knew. And I, I think they had about three albums. This was, um, this was off 10,000 Nights, and it's going to get us out of here to wherever we might go next. The band Old Pike from 1995. I should never have left. Thanks for listening today. Check out Truth and Salvage Company. We'd be better for it. Take care. See you next time. Be good to each other. Be good to each other.